Oh boys, a lot of drama out there. <laughs> Transition. When did we become so gossipy? Oh man. <laughs> Since tw it's 2020 now, we're turning over a new leaf. Gossip more. <laughs> 2020. That's the year I gossip. More. Damn gossip, gossip boys. <laughs> gossip, gossip. Oh man. It's a new spinoff from Gossip Girl. Yeah. <laughs> the Gossip Boys. It's like um, this will become more of like a. Uh, What's that thing called? Uh, what's that like super trashy? They have like a TV show, but they like just follow the paparazzi and what's going on. TMZ? Yeah, it's like a little TMC gossip show now. Yeah. Like, oh, did you hear that Rihanna is sleeping with whoever? That'd be tough for us. We can pull it off. Yeah, I'm all about it. I stay up in pop culture. <laughs> Hit it, Matt. Good day. You are listening to a podcast. But this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. Or this. This is the podcast starring the Ted's starring the Ted Star the uh, starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. <laughs> the podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. Woo! The podcast. Episode 284. What's up with your boy, the Ted Smith? I'm the host of this here podcast. Greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me. Actually, he's to the right of me for now in the studio. He goes by the name of Cobb. He's always here unless he's somewhere on two wheels. I screwed that up. Cobb, what's going on? Wall Street surging today as cloud stocks, SaaS players, and cybersecurity firms posted massive profits for Q4. Closer to home, your favorite garage band slash podcast had a phenomenal dip season, posted better than expected male to female V meetup ratios, and issued strong guidance heading into 2020. Matt is back eating like an alley cat. Is this the year the boys go full send? We'll find out at 6.30. All right, back there on the wheels of steel. Get the studio all set up. Matt Comer, the producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, man. How you doing, Ted? You know, I'm pretty good. First podcast of the year. Yeah. Uh, it was very, it's kind of nice around here. We have our friend Taryn Daly back at work. Woo! <laughs> I saw uh, Steve Miggs this morning, which was good to see. I haven't seen him since he had a baby. So, mm -hmm. you know, all the baby people yeah. return. Baby Tatum, right? Tatum, yeah. Dude, yeah. it was really the yeah the season of like getting and rearing gifts, you know? Yeah. I spent more time with children over Christmas than I have in a long time. Dude. Where's your baby, man? Jesus, you sound like Miles. <laughs> yeah, so so he goes, wild. everybody, everybody's say, having. Like my mom. Yeah, I, was, I know. Well, that's why when he said it, I was like, come on, man. I get that from my mom. I don't need that from my friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've started getting that from my parents, too. It's hilarious. Dude, it was yeah. wild having those kids around in Lopez. That's just yeah. First of all, speaking of Lopez, I have to say, uh, if you go to Lopez, uh, the Lopez Islander Resort, LopezFun.com, that's where we stayed. It's got a tiki bar. In the wintertime, it's basically the only bar on the island. I think in the summertime, there's a few more. But like Scott's the daytime bartender. We had a blast over there. So Five I just wanted, stars. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure to give them some love and everything. And, oh, yeah. And, we had an awesome time. Yeah, the hot tub was great. So yeah, Lopez Islander Resort over on Lopez Island. It's super cute, too. It's like a little hotel slash motel tucked right up against um, this little harbor. And um, yeah, it's like a very quaint little island, quiet, nice escape. It's pretty close to Seattle, but you feel like you're a world away. I mean, would that take us to get out there? Two and a half hours, maybe? Yeah, as we drove the ferry ride. Right, as we drove to Anacortes, hopped on the uh, hopped on the ferry there, and, and went out there. Yeah, and it was great, man. That bar was live too, especially for being like a little island bar. People were feeling it. I was in yeah. and out of there all day. Yeah, which I was is funny. Throwing back not, cocktails rare for me. I, I was gonna say you're not a big drinker, but uh, we had to go pick up another friend of ours, Jen, on Saturday from the ferry dock. So it's me, Joe, and Cobb sitting in the bar with Bill and Mary, who own the place, and then uh, we're leaving. And Cobb's like, I'm just going to stay here. And Joe started to flip you some mess. And I was like, dude, leave him alone. Like, the man barely drinks. He wants to hang out in a bar. You let him hang in the bar. Hopefully we <laughs> get back. football, Joe. Yeah, he's probably going to be blacked out by the time we get back. <laughs> Not at all, but. Yeah. <laughs> Had a couple of cocktails. Yeah. Fun. All right. There was some hot tub action involved. That was a cool bar. Yeah, I almost forgot about that guy telling us the story the one night. Dude, I, just, I did until you just said that. So we're in the hot tub, right? <laughs> You were sitting there with us, right? No. No, no, no it's me, you, Lance, and Nolan. All right. Holy smokes. So there's four of us sitting in this hot tub, right? <laughs> and I don't know what we were talking about, but the guy's very nice and he's chatting with us and he just burst out. So, how many people in the hot tub do you know? So, it's us four. Okay, so it's four people and then one additional one guy. One dude. Cool. Got Is it. that? And then he. What's up? There was someone else there. Someone asked him, So, did you get married? I don't. Or did you ever marry? Somebody asked him that. That's what started all this thing. So, yeah, something. And That's then, right. it, yeah, then it launched. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. <laughs> but then it launched into. He goes, one thing I'll tell you to never do. 
He's never threatened to kill a cop and or threaten his life and his family's life. <laughs> and we were like, what? Like, you got to give us more background on that story. Yeah, right? So he tells this whole story and stuff, which was an incredible story. Uh, and he's like, so that's how I learned that lesson. And we're just all laughing, having a good time. And then he launches into another story about Mexico, right? So and he's like, so I'm with my buddy. We're in Mexico. And I forget some of the details, but he's like, so then I find my buddy face down in the gutter in Mexico. Now, at this point, our other friends, I don't know if you're one of them, have come into the hot tub room to be like, hey, we're doing this and that or going to the bar. So he just kind of gets up and leaves. He doesn't tell us the end of the story. And he just, as the door is closing, he goes, so be careful in Mexico. <laughs> just like, God damn it. Like, what is the meat of this? Like, you like, like, to this day, it still bugs me. Like, how did your buddy end up in the gutter? Is he alive? Like, did you know? lose a man in Mexico? Right? We just... So anyhow, be careful in Mexico. Like, damn, dude. <laughs> it was yeah. It was Brad. Just how that's how you make an entrance. I just love the contrast. Brad was the other guy in there. And he's like, so did you ever marry? And the guy's like, no, I never did that. But I'll tell you what, I did learn. Don't threaten that's a cop it. and his family. Oh, <laughs> Learned that one in New Orleans. Like, that's what he said in New Orleans. Yeah, like Brett. those how to make an entrance and an exit. Oh my! I mean, that guy's legend. Yeah. Dude, some people have all the one-liners, man. That's incredible. <laughs> So be careful in Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> he was just so cool about it too. That is cool. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Lopez Islander Resort, great time out there. And uh, man, I got to get back out there this summer. I've only been there in the winter, dude. I loved it out there. It was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it was really like so. Basically, we went out there with a small crew of us. What maybe ten, twelve, eleven, like eleven of us. Yeah, and like uh, yeah, it's just a, I don't know. It's a it's a really great place to kick with friends. Very low key, but like kind of you know a mix between like. Staying in a hotel and camping. Yeah. It was a ton of fun. I was telling somebody, man, like, we had a, we were out there just for two nights, and we had a blast. But I'm telling you, Saturday afternoon, like, Matt, you were off on an adventure with some people. Yeah, down at the spit, flying kites. Yeah. Just sitting there, drinking beers, college football playoff was on in the background, and I'm, like, forming burgers. Like, that might have been the highlight of the trip. I had so much fun sitting there making those burgers and cooking that food. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. They were good. <laughs> yeah, made fun. it back in time. It's fun when you go on a group trip, like different people taking turns to cook, you know? Like we cooked up a bunch of burritos. Ted was doing burgers. Joe did whatever. What was that thing called? Glunk. Glunk. God. Yeah, he made some late night glunk. Like it was going down out there. Did, any of, did either of you eat glunk? I ate glunk. I oh, ate yeah. it. Nice. Yeah. Was... That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the. I exact... don't remember the ingredients, and I don't think we need to. It's called Glunk. It lives up to the name. Yeah, and the best part is everybody. Joe's feeling no pain. I'm sure he'll hear this. <laughs> so we're kind of watching him from a few feet away. And to his credit, he had like an assembly line, right? He had me opening cans. He had Brad shredding cheese. It's like yeah. it was kind of fun that he got everybody involved. He's in there, and it's like a special dish Delicate. to him. So I'm glad he makes it. And I egg him on. You got to make the Glunk. Uh, but the best is just he makes this thing, and then he it's on three fifty. Like and it's essentially like a casserole type scenario. Yeah. People know it's like, and he slides it in the oven and he just kind of like slams the oven door and goes, 10 minutes. And I'm like, we're just like, I like, I'm not the best cook, but nothing takes only 10 minutes at 350. Yeah. Right? Like, get real. Well, and then even like after he pulled it out, like immediately one of the women walks through and she's like, you might want to throw that back in. Like, like, you know what? No actually, me no and Lance problems. are the ones that just put it right back in. Oh, nice. Good move. <laughs> I was like, man, like, I know this is your dish, but this doesn't seem right. It seems like it should take longer to cook. Yeah, well, you know, I get the feeling he doesn't do most of the oven baking at his house. Yeah. It was also funny, too, is our buddy Joe, man, he's already, like, holding court down at the uh, at the Tiki Bar. It's he also a court bar. everywhere he goes. He's yeah. probably already a legend down there. He, so I walk in, and Scott, the bartender's like, this is all you brought back was one dude? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were keeping it pretty like we were keeping it pretty casual there too. I remember one of the times I was walking out of the bar, it was probably like 10, 11 a.m. And I was like, hey man, I'm heading up to the house to make breakfast burritos. You want one? To the bartender? Oh, to yeah. Scott. <laughs> and he was like, ah, nah, man, I'm, I'm pretty busy here. We got some breakfast. I was like, all right. Uh, like that's how, but just to give you an idea, that's how loose we were playing it. That we were like bringing food in and out of the bar to share with people. Yeah. Well, that's also like, so I'd been in the hot tub and then I went down to have a drink with Joe and then we got a text that the breakfast burritos were made. I was like, we got to get up there. And then Cobb came down and told us in person. So I was just like, listen, man, I don't know what you're doing, but I am starving. I am going up there to get a breakfast burrito. 
And I was like, I know the food's, the food is very, very ready. If they sent a human being down to be like, guys in the bar, <laughs> let's go. But the bar was just across the street. It would have been funny. They throw Joe behind the bar and Scott came up for one. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, that's the thing, too. When you stay there, I mean, the bar was what? A <clears throat> hundred feet. I was going to say 100 yards. I was like not even 100 yards. yards. Yeah, less than 50 100 yards. yards. 50 yards, probably 100 feet. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, in the summertime, they got a pool and everything. Great spot. The only thing bad about Lopez is they have some raggedy ass looking deer. Boy, do they. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, James, uh, our, our mutual friend, did not get one. He was going out uh, bow hunting that morning. Oh, really? Did not get one, yeah. No kidding. They went to the wrong field, I guess. There's like a couple different spots you can go hunt them. So. Yeah. <laughs> The one thing is, this deer shows up, right? And I'm like, I think it's a special deer that they only have them on this island. And our other friend's like, oh, I'm pretty sure that thing's just inbred and this and that. And then Matt chimes in with like a sentimental thought about deer. And I'm just like, oh my God, sorry, dude, sorry. Like two minutes before this, I nudged him and went, get my bow, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> like, I have a bow. That was hilarious. Dude, you had a couple lines that like. Hit really close to home, but they were hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Ted Smith with a compound bow is just would be a sight to behold. Oh, be <laughs> creeping through the woods with a fucking compound bow. Sorry, I swore. Oh, that's all good. That's fun. <laughs> <Sydney> Smith, <laughs> deer hunter, <laughs> bow hunter. Dude, I'm telling you, I've been talking about this with the show called Meat Eater. I'm obsessed with it. I'm watching it left and right. So now I've decided. Apparently everybody was right. Turkeys are hard to get. So I'm like, I'll go fowl, like duck or pheasant. That seems easier. In a blind, you pop up. Yeah, pheasant. Well, pheasant, you're walking. I believe you're walking with a dog, and they flush pheasant. Right. So they'll go get them out, and then they also will go and point to where they are. So yeah, that'd be a good move for like a starter. Yeah. I've never shot anything. So I've shot guns. I've never shot an animal. Yeah, yeah, that's what All I mean. Right. I've never shot like I've never killed a life, taken a life, but I would. Yeah. Well, last night I was watching Meat Eater and I was cooking a steak and I was like, I better cook it like it only to medium, if not rare. So that's how he, that's how Steve eats his stuff. And then it's like funny. I'm sitting there with a steak I bought in a grocery store. You're like, I'm just like him. I yeah. eat. And it's like, no, not really. He hunted down his food and is eating it. Like you bought a salad in a bag and a steak from the store. <laughs> it is funny, man. Like, I feel like that's oftentimes why we appreciate shows is like because we see a little bit of ourselves in that person and you're like cooking up your steak and you're like yeah man just me and steve man to man <laughs> eating meat <laughs> uh matt you would like uh he takes out on a couple of the hunts he's friends with uh rogan and brian okay. callahan okay yeah that's what i've heard about that then yeah. yeah so it's just funny one episode he's he's hunting down in uh like south america on this private like but basically, these are people that never see the light of day. You know what I mean? Not the light of day. That never see, like, civilization. They're way up river. You got to have a tour guide. Like, they're in the Amazon? Yeah. Like, they're, like, regular people don't get up there. So he goes up there, and they go out hunting one night. And one of the uh, indigenous guys shoots a primate. Wow. Oh. That's so the, scary. Right. So the with Steve, a bow? No, no, no. With a shotgun. Okay. So the, or a rifle. So then the Steve guy that hosts the show, he's like, man, like... I don't know about killing a primate and eating it, but he's like, I'm in their culture, so I'm not going to say anything or this and that. So then you fast forward a couple episodes later, and Callan and Rogan are with them, and somebody says something to him, and Callan goes, yeah, that's the guy that kills monkeys. (laughs) 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 It's just like, damn, dude. (laughs) I also like those episodes, because those guys talk as much as I do. They don't really kill anything. And I was like, God, when I go on this hunt, I'm going to be that guy. It's like, shh. Yeah, it's like, hey man, <laughs> stop talking. Yes, he's always talking about how he loves like just laying in the field and having quiet moments, this and that. I'm like, Jesus, I feel like I would fall asleep or just get bored. Yeah, but like, what time are we doing lunch? <laughs> Do the deer come to us? Like, shut, the, shut the hell up. I, I brought steaks. We don't have to kill one. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's see. I, yeah, I wanted to talk about Lopez. Uh, Christmas is a great time. Oh, go ahead, man. I was just going to throw in on the Lopez thing about that same guy in the hot tub. My other favorite moment was the guys talking uh, to us. There's Brad Cash and Ted Smith in the hot tub. And the oh, guy's like, Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Tell the story. And the guy's like, Hey, you know, your voice sounds familiar. And like, mm-hmm. he's just kind of talking to the whole group. And I could just like, I'm like, Okay. Brad does morning radio up in Bellingham. Ted Bellingham, does Brad John. Yeah, Brad John, KISM. Ted's with the men's room. You know, I at that point, I knew it was not about me, but I was like, 
And then I looked at Ted, and Ted just kind of had this look of like, here we go again, getting recognized as the guy on the radio. And the guy's like, I recognize your voice. Are you on Brad and John? On KIS I'm like posturing in my head like, oh, here we go. I'm like, getting <laughs> recognized in the hot tub. Another day on the job. Old Ted Smith right, I'm shaking like, hands and kissing babies in the hot tub. I think I'm not the most arrogant guy, but I was clearly in my head like, ah, here we go. <laughs> right. And then better get out that pen, keeping my swimsuit. There was even the fleeting moment of I thought he'd turn and be like, and are you Ted? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> and then he just showers Brad with compliments on how great his show is. Could you? I feel like I was, was almost squirming. Really excited. Oh huh? yeah. I feel like I was almost squirming. Like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. You're you're Brad Cash's friend Ted. Still a pretty yeah. cool title. Ted, well, that the, guy. He's the king of the north. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What do we always joke? We don't go north of Mercer. Yeah, that's what you get. El Norte, man, the big boss of the north. Yeah. Brad Cash. Uh, the other fun thing was uh, our friends Jesse and Jamie picked up uh, Cobb and I, so we drove up and we got we got to Anacortes super early. So we stopped at one of my favorite haunts, the San Juan Lanes, which I've never heard anybody bowl in, but a great bar, nice little restaurant, and uh, that was uh, the beginning of the coconut shrimp tour. We got some coconut shrimp. Uh, Francis, who's 16 months, uh, enjoyed dipping fries in ketchup, sucking the ketchup off, and handing the fry to Cobb. Oh yeah, that, ba- that baby was feeding me fries for like a good good forty five minutes. The term there. is pre seasoned. Pre seasoned. So we had coconut shrimp there. Then we had coconut shrimp on the island. And then when we got off the ferry, we stopped in the Rockfish uh, Brewery and Bar in Anacortes. We got another coconut. Another coconut. <laughs> I was like, Jamie, we got you more coconut shrimp. It's like what we're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> we got a theme, a motif. We got to keep up. Uh, let's see. But yeah, Christmas Eve was great. Christmas uh, Eve was awesome. Oh great wow! Party. Oh yeah. man, yeah. so thanks fun. guys. It was a ton of fun. Thank you for having that. All the dips were, uh, thanks for thanks for getting the pizza, and thank you for, of course, bringing the cookies. No problem. She was a slow starter this That's year. That's it? Oh, and the jamon. Yeah. And the welcome. cheese. Yeah. Hamon the stove. You're welcome. Shout it out. It was a slow start this year. Shout out to yeah. Mitch. Oh, when cool. I got there, I think it was just the two of you or maybe one other person. There's four of us. Yeah, and then it got, two. like, rowdy for a while. Like, then it hit, like, peak capacity around, like, way later than usual. Yeah. Usually the peak is a little earlier than it, Yeah. Yeah, it's me and Baird. We're sitting there for like two hours, and Baird was like, "Man, I want to eat that sausage dip, but I feel bad." And I said, "Look, I told people anytime after four, like you get in there." <laughs> yeah, that was a good party. Uh, that peanut butter whiskey, like that stuff, was a hit. We had uh, we had British British Terry. We had a couple Irish people. American Terry. American Terry. I mean, very international this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a good year. Good party, man. And just all through the holidays, I feel like all the events were pretty on point this year. Yeah, Cobb, you called me out on this last cast. You were exactly right. I sat up, I went out during the day on New Year's Eve and then was just sitting in my house on New Year's night of New Year's Eve. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Had some great barbecue with my buddy Mike Hawk and his fiance. On New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Oh, that's why you were in the east side. Right. That's why I was on the east okay. side. And then when you and George texted me, like me and Mike had already put a few down. So yeah. I was just like, uh, like if I show up at that time, like I you might be like, oh, drunk guys here. <laughs> yeah, it's tough when you're a little ahead of the crowd. Yeah, exactly, right? Because, I mean, and, you know me, I already made the decision. So Mike was like, should we do shots? I was like, yeah, I don't care, man. I'm not doing nothing tonight. Yeah. And, of course, as soon as I got home, like two of my good friends were like, hey, we're downtown. Like, let's meet up. I was like, oh, I shouldn't. Dude, that yeah. was a bridge has been crossed. Yeah. That was a fun time. It was, was a good it? New Year's. Yeah. Nice. George well, and Nick are just like two of the coolest guys. I love those guys. To be hanging out with. Yeah, and you're talking shit about Nick. That oh, was yeah. so funny. I was like, Ted is drunk. Like, <laughs> Obviously, you were just playing. <laughs> right. We had all been together a week before. Yeah. I like those two. Yeah, they're good dudes. Uh, also, I was going to say, it's kind of ironic. If you're not from Seattle, they shoot off fireworks from the Space Beetle Needle at Midnight. That never happened. It's a crazy Usually show, too, it. typically. Yeah. It's all lit up purple. I don't know if that's T-Mobile related or not. It is. Then- so now it's right. It's been T-Mobile the last few years, and it's uh, magenta. Yeah, true. This year they had an no, LED you're right. light show. That's why I'm not even laughing. You're totally right. I just I just know it's magenta because it, right Safeco is what the old name of the baseball stadium used to be from the Mariners. Then when they changed it to T-Mobile Park, every, they put on all these different lights, and everybody was like, "I can't believe it's pink and this and that." And I just kept telling people, "It's magenta, <laughs> you classless fuck." <laughs> Dude, I still call it Safeco, and the other day I called it Quest. I just Ooh. like referred to it as Quest Field. And I was like, wow, I feel like a real old school Seattleite right now. Like, I remember when I moved here. Dude, <laughs> now start calling 
where the key arena with the um, hockey, start calling that the Coliseum, and it'll just blow people's <laughs> minds. Yeah, that's before I arrived. I'm going to keep calling it key arena, though. <laughs> uh, all right, so that, that's I just wanted to mention a couple things about the time off. It was great. Hopefully you had some time off. If not, thanks for working. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, some jobs, people have to go to work, you know, and don't get as much time off. I forget I forget. my brother went into a sandwich place uh, Christmas Eve, and they were open. And um, he didn't say it, but the guy in front of him in line was like, thanks for staying open on Christmas Eve to the, like, you know, 18-year-old kid working behind the counter who definitely was not the one that made the decision to be open on Christmas Eve. Right. <laughs> he just He said the guy, the employee just looked at him like, yeah, you're, you're you're welcome. But of course, like, the most like <laughs> fuck you eyes imaginable. Just happy to be here, man. Yeah, not the good guy. <laughs> uh, also, I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Michelle, of course, for always the U.S. eggs. Oh, U.S. egg, U.S. egg, U.S. egg. I was so happy when I got home like the next morning. I was like, oh, I did hide some of these. That's right. Put three away for yourself. Got to. Yeah. Veteran move. Uh, let's see. So before this started, we were just talking about gossip. So you heard us saying a little gossip, like this is the year we gossip. So here's my, I just thought of this. I was like, this might be a good topic. So I don't know what the line is on gossip between just like talking about people, you know, what do you mean by the line? Like what makes something gossip? It makes it like, like, I don't know. Like we know Matt, like if Matt did something, like we would probably talk about it, but like, I don't know that that counts as gossip. I would, I feel like gossip is something that. Maybe you aren't that, that either could be potentially damaging to the person or they, for some reason, wouldn't want you to know. You know what I mean? Like huh. they met All a right. new girl or like something that's going on in their personal life or whatever. It's like kind of like juicy in that, like, there's some secrecy to it. Hmm. All right. Does that sound about right? I don't know. I mean, I'm not typically a big gossiper. Yeah, either am I. But like, as we were having, like, I'm like I don't know. It- you're right. I just was thinking about thinking, well, we know all these people involved. Like, is that gossip? But I guess that's exactly what gossip is, <laughs> knowing people. See, I always feel like is gossip it, is somebody. Like you don't know the people. It's like celebrities. But they do call that celebrity gossip. Right. Well, I, feel gossip like, I feel like sometimes at work, like people want to tell me gossip. And I'm like, I barely even know that person. So it's like that to me counts as gossip. Yeah, I don't know. I hear what you're saying. I feel like it's juicier. The closer the person is to you, the juicier it is. And the more scandalous the information. Hmm. I feel like most of the gossip about me is pretty standard. I don't know that there's. Oh, a I hear s- a lot of scandalous shit about you, man. But what is like, I was supposed to say? Like, I don't know that scandalous is a word I describe me as. <laughs> right? I feel like most of the gossip be like, yeah, I ran into Ted at Sluggers after the Sounders match. He was like pounding beers and ate like twenty chicken wings. Like, that's not gossip. That's just just, just what drunk Ted does after a Sounders game. Dude, what was the bar we were at after that Sounders game? It wasn't Sluggers. Oh, Hawk's Nest. Hawk's Nest. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, we ran into some gossip there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of with gossip. What happened? (laughs) You turn them off real quick. Oh, I was going to say, I like, hold on, real quick. I I like when I intend, when you can see people intentionally skip something, I love to just be like, (laughs) so, point blank. All right. God, that's brutal. I'm gonna go. I did. That was me. I think my Uber's here. (laughs) Wow, wow. Damn it, I forgot about that. That's brutal, man. Brutal, mate. Yeah, I was there. It's fun to have a friend that doesn't drink. (laughs) Keep track of all these. (laughs) Dang, dang, Ted. Scandalous. See, that's scandalous. That's scandalous. Yeah, I guess so. Just, dude, you know, Ted Smith's not immune to a little scandal now and again. <laughs> uh, all right, so I guess we know what the line of gossip is. <laughs> Good talk. Uh, what else going to say? Uh, NFL playoffs kicked off. Mm-hmm. Go Hawks. Yeah. Go Hawks. And I, again, I know I've given this speech before, but it's just so much more exciting to me, the NFL playoffs, for what it does for your town. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's like somebody's like, well, it's like, you know, like when you're a hockey team, right? Like, generally, your hockey team is going to get bounced from the playoffs, right? But it's the end of spring and summer, right? Yeah. Your team doesn't make the baseball playoffs, Mariners fans, right? Like, well, we have football, the Hawks are on. Like, but, like, the end of the NFL season, just abrupt. 
the holidays are over. It's dark. It's snowing places. Yeah. That's, that's why having your team in the playoffs gives you another that's week. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? It's like, it gives you that excitement still. It really is all people have at that time of year, too. Like I feel like the Monday after the Super Bowl, everyone's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the Monday after the Super Bowl, I feel like that's when most people really, like if you're going to do your resolution, that's probably when you're actually going to start it. Yeah. That's a <laughs> you good know what call. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and for all the people who have not given up on their resolution yet, nice work. Keep it up. We're, yeah. You know, seven to ten days in at least. Have we thought of a mantra yet for this year? Oh, I haven't even considered it, man. I don't know. You know, I feel like for me at least uh, over the last, you know, I don't know how this will relate, but it would be interesting to hear. Uh, we don't. I don't think we come up with a mantra today, but it would be interesting to hear generally what's on your guys' mind because for me I feel like, you know, there's that, Matt, we were talking about this, there's that, uh, Navajo saying like if you listen to the whispers you don't have to hear the screams and basically what they mean by that is like you know life sometimes kind of gives you little messages and it'll give you a little bit of that message and if you don't you know learn that lesson it'll give you it a little louder and a little louder and sometimes it just really hits you over the head with it um, for lessons that you need to learn and uh, so you know for me I feel like the the whisper recently has been like a movement towards like being like totally transparent like radical transparency and like total honesty at all times even when it's not in your um necessarily in your benefit and so you know i have no idea about a theme for the year but that's just kind of what's been bouncing around in my head in a, on a general sense what's been bouncing around in your guys heads lately mm-hmm. what whispers are going on in your life uh i've been chewing on uh authenticity a lot also mm-hmm. equanimity with current situation but like Equin- i don't have a positive i know equanimity it's like a level of like calm balanced perspective right. state of being equanimous aquan- yes yeah, so like you would think of like a, a a placid uh body of water like no waves yeah, just like glass. calm yeah you yeah, always yeah. talk about like you know don't but, get so caught up in all the highs and the lows right Matt. try to maintain <laughs> yeah try to maintain that's <laughs> equanimity <laughs> and so zen ted's about it yeah um but authenticity as well is very much like along that lines because I've been chewing on like a lot of people have come to know me as a very positive person and I think it's very easy to like sound positive but I think the reason that it resonates enough that I hear that consistently by myself is that there is an authentic nature to it and instead of focusing on like oh I'm a positive person that's what I'm doing like I've just been trying to be real authentic with myself and others yeah Mm -hmm. I hear that yeah also like uh What's nice about things like that is there's like self-reaffirming beliefs. Like the more you're saying something to yourself, it actually studies have shown that it actually is rewiring your brain and strengthening those neural connections, much like grooves in a record. So it's actually easier to for electrical and chemical signals to pass to travel down those paths. Yeah, I'm learning all about self-compassion mm-hmm. and self-talk in my uh, precision nutrition program right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, for yeah. that's a coach side. It's I was like I don't remember that lesson. Level two. Well, that's the other, I mean, not problem, but sometimes with positive stuff, like, that's one thing I tell people, too. Like, it's okay to hurt, too. You know what I mean? Like, I like the idea of always being, but, like, for me, I'm just, I can't sustain always being positive. Sometimes things just, I'm just not happy about, right. you know? And I think people need to, I, I like people to experience all the range of emotions, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I think sometimes people get thrown off, especially with the internet, of people seeming like everything's all good all the time, and it's so counterproductive for what they're trying to do, which is to connect with people. Because I think we connect over what's real and authentic. And many times that's pain. Like even right before this podcast, we were just talking about how you were, I was saying that I was uh, crying when I was laying in bed this morning. You were saying you cried on what, New Year's? New Year's Eve, yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, not really even about anything specific. And it was just like, okay, cool. Like quick touch point. Ted's for real, as we already knew, you know, real quick connection. Like, let's do this podcast. Yeah. I hate to tell you, my my ideas for this year have been a little bit not quite as deep. Not for the not for the year. Like what's <laughs> oh. just been you know what's been, dude. Honestly, what's been bubbling beneath the surface with Ted Smith? Mine is very, uh, mine is very simple and very sports oriented. But between like getting the pull up and I want to want to get back into a cutting phase this spring. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> really like walking to work today, I was like, this year we finished the drill. Finish the drill. I know that's such a simple, like, cliche, but just I was just thinking about, like, anything, right? Is there something I have to do? Like, can I finish it this Friday before I go home, or do I let it wait all weekend? 
finish the goddamn drill. You know, finish the drill. Let's Dude, get it done. I yeah, like weirdly, that, that tailors into something that's going on in my life too, which I'll talk to you about off the cast. But I hear what yeah. you're saying. So I know it's a cliche, but that I don't know. I was walking to work today mm-hmm. thinking about. It. I was like, we gotta. And I know it'll take us another month before we yeah, come yeah, up we'll with Yeah, we'll let one. them bounce around, but I like that. <laughs> I like finish the drill. Follow follow through is another thing that I've been... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of, those whispers have become louder. Follow through? Yeah. Yeah. On. I always feel like I come back... The lesson I need to learn over and over again is like sticking to fundamentals, too. Oh, you yeah. Know, I feel like that's Alabama football 101. Yeah. Like, also. Right? Exactly, right? Fundamentals <laughs> and finishing drills. Because when it's that fourth quarter... Or as we saw last weekend, you're you're in an overtime game, right? Like, man, if you cheated on that drill twice, like, are you gonna get? You're not gonna make this tackle. Yeah, you fall to your like lowest training, you know. Like, yeah, you fall back on your training, and you know what's actually weirdly <clears throat> we'll bring this all together is that okay? So like in tough times, whether that's like at the fourth quarter and you're tired or whatever, you fall back to like what you know, which is the stuff that you've practiced over and over again. And um, as I alluded to in the opening to this cast, we said that Matt is an alley cat again. So to bring this back, Matt was just talking about how, you know, he's being real and authentic with himself. We were talking about this outside, but also, you know, that he's going through some painful stuff, but he is a positive person. And now that he's spent three to five years really establishing that in his own mind as a key piece of his personal identity, those circuits are wired so deep that even in going through pain, which we all experience in our lives, he still can manage to be grateful, to be present, and you know to maintain at least some sense of happiness within that. And it's like going to your lowest level of training. So anyway, that's just something I'd like to point out. I think it's kind of cool. I'm working for you, not against you. Yeah, Thanks, dude. and Matt and I, we watch a decent amount of fights together. It's always, especially if you watch uh, mixed mixed martial arts, like you'll always see a guy get kind of stunned or whatever, and he'll just wrap a leg because he's a wrestler, right? He's yep, just gonna, he's a wrestler. He's going to go back to the bare bones of what he knows. Yeah. Just get back in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, it's the same thing with you know in the gym and with nutrition coaching. Like I just preach and help people master the fundamentals, and then show them all the variety and minutia and nuance to other stuff. But at the end of the day, like they know what to fall back on. And it's fun because it creates a level of, like, personal accountability of, like, I mean, you know what to do. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, I mean, I'm not living your life making your decisions for you. But, like, I've shown you the way and you can't unknow what you – you can't unlearn that stuff. It's yeah. just a matter of doing it or not doing it. It so. is. And, and, and yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, it's easy to talk about the food stuff. But, like, I forgot about – you guys remember Eddie Lacy? Oh, yeah. No. So he played for the Packers – for years, and then he came to Seattle for like two years. But Eddie Lacy, like when he got to Green Bay, just like he couldn't keep his weight under control. He's a running back, and I want to say he got up to like almost three hundred or something. Like to the point they had to put in his clauses in his uh, contract. Like, hey man, you got to be under two fifty. I think for the Seahawks it was like two forty or something. But I was talking about him the other day with somebody, and I read this article, and he's just like, like yeah, like I love Chinese food. Like he. He just he couldn't stop eating it, <laughs> oh, which wow. sounds insane, right? I mean, his whole life is based on being an athlete, and he's just like, I don't know what, you know, he just he has a problem with food. Dude, that's like, um, there was that receiver that uh, <clears throat> Pete Carroll picked up who ate his way out of the NFL. He was a receiver. I want to say his name was Mike. Mike Williams? Mike Williams, thank you. One of the greatest, one, he, the original one-handed catch when he was at SC. Yep. Back of the end zone. <laughs> I love that catch. <laughs> can't remember who they're playing, but I was living on the East Coast at the time. I remember that guy making that grab like, oh. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. You know, it makes you, uh, I mean, two pieces. One, it makes you remember that even at the peak, the pinnacle of sport, these guys are making millions of dollars a year to play a game. Still, they're dealing with the same demons that we all deal with, which is I want to eat Chinese food. You know? Yeah. Chinese food looks good. It looks satisfying. It, You know, it's like that first order consequence like that will make me feel good now about my emotional problems versus second order consequences of now you're out of out of the nfl and that four hundred thousand dollar a week paycheck ain't coming you know so like yeah. that's what's crazy to me it's wild is, yeah and and so that's you know that's why it can be dangerous to put people up on a pedestal too like we're, we're all we all have really similar hardware and software yeah yeah i i you know, I'll talk to some people that are younger in the industry, and we'll talk about other people in the industry that I know, and I've heard the term idol used, and I'll go, don't, we're not idolizing people. Yeah. Now, you can respect their work ethic, you can respect the show these people are doing, but like, 
I'm with you. Like that's a big thing for me. Like be careful. And and look, when you're in your early 20s, I did it. I had all these people that like you know. But then, you know, what you realize that people are human beings and they're they're gonna make mistakes. Yeah, people you know, are flawed. It's a easier. You have to believe me, but fucked up. You know, and yeah, I'm I'm totally with you. And be careful who you're who like choose your heroes wisely. Is what I would say. Yeah. 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 So. The guy from the hunting show, Meat Eater, don't let me down. <laughs> You're my new idol. Ted just out there getting that buck. <laughs> I just, dude, now I'm picturing you, Jesus, with like your jeans all covered in mud, but you're wearing face paint and a t- blue t shirt, like creeping through the, w- the woods. You got like a quiver on your back. Just your hands are just like shaking, holding this c- big ass compound bow, like about to take this buck's life. I mean, or it's, than- or it's Zen Smith, dude, just like almost naked, like loincloth and just. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen. So I'm going to kill like one duck and cry and be like, I don't know if I can do this. Talk about talk about it for 20 years. Like, well, when I shot that duck, you know, I was thinking like or when I took a life, that's what you'll be saying. Like, well, when I took a life, I'm just like. What's well, like I watch them pluck those birds, right? <laughs> it be a lot of material for you. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Stone Ted is like, oh, I'll pluck a bird and ring it by the neck. Like. Stone Ted's making a lot of promises to people. <laughs> Emboldened Stone Ted. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, right. That was the other whole thing about, like, I kept talking about the, I was like, so there's a listener that's a guide in the state of Washington, and, and I mean, that's his business. So he has sent me DMs that I've talked about this show, and just like, hey, man, if you really want to go, like, I'll take you. Like, we'll get you shooting and get you licensed and stuff. So oh, the whole break, I kept talking about turkeys. And people were like, dude, turkeys are really hard. They're finicky animals, blah, blah, blah. And then that episode I watched, Callahan never got close to shooting a turkey. I was like, what was I thinking? All right, foul. Ducks seem easier. Let's go sit in a blind. Yeah, that's. I feel like you're picturing yourself like creeping through the jungle of the Amazon with a blowgun, just like taking out big game. And it's like, man, you know, I don't know that, that that's how it's going to go down. <laughs> I think you might have been more of the, the camp storyteller. <laughs> <laughs> it was the last time outside of my meditation retreats. I bet I know nobody that has sat with me for over an hour and not heard me say something. What about hunting? No, about just about talking. You, oh, yeah. No so like, words. I, I got to sit in this, in this field for four or five hours and not speak and not fall asleep. <laughs> That's not how this machine works, boys. Oh, man. You just got to remember your training, Ted. Just remember your training. Finish the drill. We've talked Finish about this. Drill. I like it. <laughs> All right. You want to read some emails there? Yeah. So we had a weird little mix up in December. So some of these are from earlier. Uh, we got a couple couple to bang through. Uh, looks like we have one. Did she put her name on this? Yes. Uh, from Lauren. To the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. This is my first time emailing in, and I'm a new listener. I've been catching up on older episodes, and I always listen to you when I'm at the gym. I'm a newer mom, and right now I'm working on getting my pre-baby body back. And you guys totally motivate me. Thank you for the laughs. You guys rock. Lauren. Thanks. Awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Hell yeah. Get it, bitch. Let's go. It's 2020. (laughs) I'll tell you what, man. Again, we we all have, you know, between Migs, Taryn, and then our other friends that have a baby that's 16 months old, like... That is a lot of stress and stuff on women. Oh yeah, like I like some of the numbers there. I was like, you gained that much. I just was shocked. The like, I was like, wow, like that's insane. Like it, it's just tough, man. Yeah, so it's good for crazy. her for getting back in there. Mm-hmm. And then there's also just you know like physical cha- aside from the weight. There's just physical changes in terms of the hips opening up and whatever else you know, and you know hormonal changes, metabolism changes and stuff. So yeah, that's impressive. That's a real like uh, cross to bear. Yeah. yeah. And trust me, work on those curls. Like generally I don't go for vanity muscles, but you you know, about a year from now you're gonna be holding a little weight all the time. You try to eat Dude, in one arm. Like. I, I train a couple at the gym that has a newborn and like we'll I'll literally just have them use it as a weight. Like we'll be doing goblet squats, like hold it. Oh, it's a shifting weight. Like, but yeah, that's that's the real thing. And like when they were pregnant, it was like, Okay, you you gotta train for it. Yeah, it's yeah. totally but it's fun using What's her name? Kyle, will give you credit. You're good with a newborn. That scared the crap out of me. I never picked up Barrett. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not, like, I'll go over and say, hey. <laughs> I did for a second. Taryn got a picture of it. Did you? It's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, greatest podcast. The woman yelling at cat meme. The cat's name is Smudge Lord. Great Instagram and Twitter if you want to check it out for the cop topic. Huh. Oh, for the cop topic, I would say food or wine is a great last minute gift. Eric. I will say, I mean, Matt's dad came through. That that meat was so good. Hamon. 
Yeah. And that cheese was good, too. Yeah, and uh, somebody like knew, somebody saw the same thing and was like, you get it from Costco? I saw that email or something. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I think you did. How'd you know? <laughs> it was real good. Hello to the greatest podcast in all the land. All, all the, the land. land. Man, your meetup was a great time. I was happy to introduce myself to you all as well as the podcast legends like Bacon and Albino Matt. However, ner- oh, I'm sorry. However nerve-wracking it was to formally meet you guys, I'm glad I jumped my hurdle of anxiety and forced myself into the uncomfortable and formerly unthinkable situation of meeting and talking to the people I look up to most. Uh, The meetup was a great time for me, and I encourage those who struggle with social anxiety like I do to come on out and make the leap. You won't regret it. Uh, I Where where did I just end up? Oh, on the cop topic of what is your go-to last-minute Christmas present, I'd have to agree with Ted and say, socks. (laughs) <laughs> Anyone over the age of 18 and living on their own will appreciate them. There are lots of options online for customizing and making them personal. Anyway, keep up the good work, boys. You're all an inspiration to me in uh, your own ways, so flourish and be your best selves. You're doing the right thing, and we all believe in you. Thanks again for all you do. Fry, a.k.a. the Fry Master Supreme, a.k.a. direct descendant of Philip Fry from Futurama, a.k.a. the permafried Fry Man. Nice. Yeah, yeah please, I mean, I liked Fry. Yeah, I can't, like, honestly, like, it's literally the three of us, generally, when we do these meetups, like, hanging out. Some of our personal friends come out. Like, they're just fun, relaxed. If you have any social anxiety, like, please like, please come to our event. Have we done an episode since the meetup? Or the get-together? Yeah, we did, right? No. No? No, 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 we did. Oh? Because we did the one, the week before I was sick. And, and then, we did the short one. Right, and then, right, because I just wanted to pimp it, and then we did one the week after. Okay. We read that awkward cool. email. From I prefer Gossett. shamelessly whore it. Hey guys, quick question for you. Recently moved back to the Seattle area, and I seem to remember the KSW calendar being more informative with more events shown. Uh, Where do you easily, uh, where do you get info easily in one place? Have a great day, guys. Keep up the great work. Mm. Think for like shows and stuff, Matt. Where do you look for shows, dude? I mean, I have the distinct advantage uh, of being (laughs) having worked at KSW for long enough, using my real name. the I get invited to a lot of shows on Facebook, and so I just go to my Facebook events, not the ones that I've confirmed to, but like if it's an open Friday night or whatever, I can just go there and see what's going on. Um, that's how I find a lot of them too, man. Like the, the local bands always just say, like, "Hey, we're doing this or that," or yeah. Honestly, half the stuff I hear about is just through Taryn or or, or Matt. Yeah, um, <laughs> come to the show. Yeah, and then I'm also friends with a bunch of people in the scene who will also post about these things. Um, yeah, also, if you know some local bands that you've seen before and you like them, go like their Facebook pages and stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. So then they'll have updates up. coming out. And I've found so many awesome bands by going to the uh, another band's show. Like, the, it's just what happens. I finally saw Mr. Master this weekend. That's for what's matinee, but they were opening for Woodshed. Um, and I was like, oh, these guys are rad. Cool. Um, so, yeah, just uh, go to shows and... Like the bands on Facebook would be my advice. Yeah. Follow the venues. Yeah, I would say you could probably follow the venues, too. And they're all on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Yeah, because the venues are good at keeping their calendars. And, I mean, if you, like, 10 or 15, like, you know, you'll have a pretty good idea of what's going on. Plus, also, it's hard. I work in the industry, and sometimes somebody, like, one of our friends would be like, you want a Snoop Dogg tonight? I'm like, Snoop Dogg's playing tonight in Seattle? I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Did you say Mr. Master? Yeah. Where, what is that from, or what is that? I don't know. Okay. Are you, are you thinking of the reference I'm thinking of? I don't know, but I'm about to tell a quick story from my childhood, and we'll see All if right. it is the reference. Um, so <laughs> when I was young, I was probably like, uh, I would gauge seventh, eighth grade. No, lo- younger, fifth, sixth grade. My brother came into my room, and he's like, hey, man, hey, dude, you up? You got to see this. Like, what? What's going on? It's my older brother. He's three years older. So my parents are gone. He takes me into uh, their room, and they had, um, like, one of those combo TV um, VHS player setups. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, all in one. He puts the movie in, and he, like, fast-forwards to this part, and it was, like, like... The it wasn't porn, but it was like a a good sex scene nice. in a movie, and I just remember like the opening of this whole thing. The woman's like, "Oh, Mister Master," <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you said it, like sent chills down my spine. What movie? I have no idea, oh, dude. Okay. Ted, what were you thinking of? I was thinking about Happy Gilmore when the 
like the air conditioner or something falls out of the window on that lady and she's like, Mr. Mr. And he's like, oh, oh Mr. 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 Oh, lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscaping yeah. duty. Work <laughs> <laughs> up or shut the hell up. <laughs> uh, to the best podcast in all the land. All the land. All the land. Last week, there was an email about someone's significant other not wanting them to take the ice cream from the basement. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I have to agree with Cobb's advice 100%. I, do you guys remember what I said? I don't. No. No. Probably approach with tender, loving care. Something like that. Conversation ahead of time. Yeah, probably mm-hmm. something better than the whoops approach. Definitely use lubricant, the whoops approach. Whoops. I whoopster. You what? I whoopster, man. <laughs> you whoopster? <laughs> yeah, whoopster. You never whoop somebody? <laughs> I don't know. I've never whoopster anybody. Um, I did not do it on purpose. And they so left that's qu- why it's called the whoops. And they left quickly. Whoops. <laughs> So you actually left the wherever you guys were? Yeah. Like, got up to leave? Yeah. After you whoops her? Yeah, she was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that hurt so bad. Like, that. And I was like, sorry, sorry. Just, you know, just. I, Stark. And she's just like, bye. Yeah, and she's just like, I don't know if I can keep going or whatever. And then, yeah, I think she had her B somewhere, and she just kind of left. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, t- take that to heart, listeners. Don't just whoops them. Have a conversation <laughs> about it first. Be open and honest about your intentions. Um, okay. I have to agree with Cobb's advice 100%. Me and my girlfriend <clears throat> have an amazing relationship of five years now, and all that came from having open discussions from the start, regardless of if it's politics, sex, or morality. It's fun and productive to have these conversations. That's just my two cents. Anyway, much love from KCMO. Yeah. Oh, Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. Nice. Riley. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't advice. argue with that. Speaking of Kansas City, I want to give a shout out to uh, Stands over at oh, okay. Issaquah. They it's a Kansas City uh, kind of barbecue yeah, place. Yeah, I love Stands. Oh, you know Stands? Yeah, I've been there a bunch of times. Oh, dude, it's his, on Front Street. Yes, his ribs are phenomenal. Yeah, the links were good. Uh, overall, just a great. Did plate. you meet Stan? I did. Okay, you know me. I couldn't help myself. I was gonna say the way you said his. I'm like, okay, I can see how this went down. Yeah, you know me. I gotta ask the question, man. Are you Stan? I am. Hey, I'm Ted. <laughs> Wait, where, where is it? It's in Issaquah, right on Front Street, like across from the H and H. That's perfect. Okay, thank you. Is, is there any other cool stuff in Issaquah? Yeah, in the downtown. Yeah, yeah our, Issaquah can, Brew House has great burgers. Uh, like two doors down from Stan's is the what's it, Cantina Fifty Two or something? Yeah, I haven't been in there. That's I, I shouldn't say that's new. I mean, it's in the last like ten or fifteen years, but yeah. Right, so we had barbecue over there and then killed some time. Then we went in there, and they had like a shrimp. I can't remember if it was like a ceviche or something. But going from barbecue to cold shrimp, like Mexican style, it was delicious. So it's the stands, the Issaquah Brew House, and what was the last one you said? Is it Cantina 42? Or I think so. somewhere in it's there. It's right next to Jack's. It is. If you go to stands and just like walk, what's that direction? I don't know. If you're going out the door, stands go to the left. So... All right, so I got to tell the story. So it's New Year's Eve, right? And if you weren't in Seattle or you weren't, it, it was during the evening time, it finally cleared up at night, but it was dumping during, during the, the day. day. Yeah. Just dumping rain, crazy wind, right? So now we're feeling good. Like Mike's parked his car. We're going to hang out. So we're going over to that place, and I go outside to smoke a spliff kind of in the area over there. And this guy walks by me and he goes, You got the right idea. And I go, Oh, long line at uh, the steakhouse at Jackson. He goes, Two and a half hours. Wow. And I go, what? And he goes, I'm from Malibu. I've never waited two and a half hours for, the, for anything, right? And he wasn't saying, like, but he's just like, and I, and I just kind of take a hit, and I go, yeah, the problem is you got all these city people living out here now. Like, everybody wants to go to Jack's. Yeah. So that Cantina 42 place was getting packed, and everybody's got on, like, tuxes and bow ties. Like, I want to be like, did any of you make a fucking reservation? It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, one time... <laughs> This was a long time ago, so I don't know if she still works there, and I'm pretty sure it's definitely not what Jax wants people to do. But uh, one of my dad's friends <laughs> definitely greased... still works there. <laughs> you can just tell by the warm up. Uh, they definitely don't want you to do what that. What is it? Is that the hostess that's at the stand and seats you? Yep. Correct. Yeah, one time uh, there's a super the long host. wait. Hostess. Ah. Uh. I feel like in 2020, we're just calling him a host now. Oh, but okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it was definitely a girl. How dare you, Matt? Yeah. How dare you? Anyways. They're flight attendants, dude. I saw my dad, or saw my dad's friend grease her up with the 100, and they, oh! we got seated real quick. Nice. 
Well, that's wow. a classic move in yeah. any old school state. Any old, like, like steakhouse or whatever. That's what people used to always do. Yeah. Just grease their palms. My dad's never pulled that. And, and But his friend, and we're like, it's like an hour and a half late or something. And we're like, let's just go to the brew house. And my dad's friend's like, no way. Like, check this out. I'm eating here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just was amazed. I guess it just kind of blew my mind. It's all these people, right? It's mostly adults. You could tell they had gotten rid of their kids. But they are dressed to the nines. And I'm just like... How is there this many of you? Like, nobody thought to make a reservation on New Year's. And I asked a couple people, and they went, I just didn't think it'd be that crowded. <laughs> I'm like, what did you think all the people on New Year's Eve, right? And this is like, like I don't know, somewhere between like five and seven. So it's oh, like, yeah. that's prime time wow. for people that got that's... rid of the kids for the night to go get their meal. Yeah, seriously. And Issaquah's at a place where like, its population is a little bit ahead of its amenities and all. Yeah, yeah. Infrastructure. Yeah. Like, yeah. so. The 100%. places get crowded out there. Cause yeah, because there's just not that much nightlife. Right. Yeah, so like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, trust me. When we when we paid our tab, I was like, people are going to be pumped. We're getting it from this table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that feeling. We got one more email I uh, oh, almost right. missed. Gentlemen, catching up on the last five episodes and thought I'd weigh in on a few topics, most of which you probably won't even remember by now. Apologize for the long email. <laughs> Feel free to edit for brevity. Carson, I would never do that to you. Your emails are always value-filled. Yeah, I like Carson. Popeye's chicken sandwich. In a nutshell, it's profoundly disappointing. Ooh. For our mutual birthdays, my lady friend and I did a chicken sandwich tour. Nice. It's like a pub crawl, but for chicken sandwiches. Hitting up Popeyes, Raising Canes, Farmer Boys, despite the name, a real themed male strip club, and Chick-fil-A. Popeyes was the worst by a staggeringly wide margin. Plus, it was so crowded that we waited 20 to 30 minutes after ordering to get our food. Definitely all media hype, as the British would say, all face and no trousers. And as they would say in Texas... All hat and no cattle. That was my own little addition. I like that. Yeah, it's like somebody who's all talk. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy's all hat all hat, and no cattle. It's pretty good. I like, got a big, cool hat, but, you know. Uh, in and out. I've now lived in California for over a decade and can confirm the fries are indeed garbage. Thank you, dude. That's what I'm saying. Uh, far better is getting several whole grilled onions on the side. They're far tastier and significantly less nutritionally terrible due to no frying. The burgers, however, are the truth, as I'll explain. They're nothing fancy, definitely just a fast food burger, but they're as good as a fast food burger can be. I think they generate such fervent support because they're absolutely delicious every single time. Think about it this way. Have you ever gone to an In-N-Out and left feeling anything other than completely satisfied? Methinks not. <sighs> Care to weigh I, in, boys? Never. I mean, they're very good. I just... I don't know, man. I, I still have a hard time passing up a, a Dick's cheeseburger and a special. I had three today. I hear you, man. Comparison <laughs> is a thief of joy, okay? Uh, Dick's and In-N-Out are both amazing. and That's fair. In-N-Out's fries are fine if you add salt and eat them within three minutes. It's one of the only <laughs> things where I'll be Very like, specific. Eat, eat fast. That's fine. You yeah. got the green light from the nutrition coach and never shuts up about eating slowly. Like, eat fast, eat 100%. Go. Eat fast, take Go. chances. Clock's ticking. What do you... What do you Asking permission for me for. As you slap the milkshake out of their hand. Yeah. Just eat your fries. Yeah. The USC-UCLA rivalry game. All being, right. Being a Trojan, I can't bring myself to capitalize uh, or use the B in the Bruins' actual name. And he didn't capitalize it there, but capitalized the R. So my apologies to Cobb for any difficulty reading. The rivalry game doesn't have a specific name, but the winner gets to take the victory bell for the next year and paint it in their colors. The rivalry is like nothing else in college sports sports, because it's the only rivalry where both schools are in the same city, only 20 to 30 minutes apart. This means you constantly interact with each other, affording ample opportunities for smack talk. As we Trojans consistently admonish them, don't brew in your life. As always, LARP on and C-Town what? Carson the Lawyer. It's pretty solid. Yeah. We have a similar thing. Oh, go ahead. I'm trying, man, Carson, I know I believe you. You're probably right. But I'm just like, there's no other football rivalries that are in the same city. I guess it's basketball. Yeah, for I was going to say for hockey, for us, uh, the Bean Pot, uh, BC, and BU. That's a massive and one. We have the joke, what do you get when you drive by BU? A uh, diploma. A diploma. <laughs> <laughs> That's my time. <laughs> I was like, you got the, five minutes? <laughs> I mean, what's the, I don't know, we'll pick two schools. So, like, if you go to, if you're a Kansas fan, like, how do you get a Kansas State grad off your porch? Paying for the pizza. <laughs> I just picked a random state there. Rock Chalk Jayhawk and go Wildcats. I'm not. <laughs> Wait, what's the Jayhawk thing? 
Rock Chalk Jayhawk? Rock Chalk Jayhawk. All right. I, I have to the guy who went to Kansas State. So K State, as they call it. Right. So Kansas Rock Chalk yeah, Jayhawk. I am not positive the origins of it. I just know that's like they're saying. All huh. right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like Roll Tide or Hook'em Horns. Yep. Or, or, uh, or Woo Pig Suey. What's the Oklahoma one that you liked? Boomer, oh, Boomer, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. I, dude, I was watching yeah. one of those high school All-American games, and the kid picked Oklahoma. So the last couple of years, there's this big thing that Oklahoma gets in trouble. Because, you know, Texas always puts up the horns. Uh-huh. So Oklahoma players and their cheerleaders and their crowd just put them down. So now it's become so PC that you're not supposed to do that anymore. And everybody's just like, dude, come on. Like, it's a hands. You know what I mean? Like, So this kid, I love him. He's 18. He's at this game. Puts on his Oklahoma hat, and he goes, Boomer. And just throws down the down horns. <laughs> I was like, that's the spirit you need. And get this rivalry back where it needs to be. <laughs> All right, so we check in with what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out what's mattening. Jug it. Hey, <laughs> what's mattening? Uh, before we get to what's mattening. Hey, hey what's good? What's mattening? Check out with what's mattening. Well, uh, yeah, let's see. I'll just start. Yeah, Cobb alluded to it. I'm single again, and that's kind of weird, but I've had some good times uh, this past few weeks. We <laughs> My talk- brother asked me the other day. What? <laughs> Out of nowhere? To- he goes, Matt's single again or something? And I go, yeah, something on the cast. He goes, ah, you guys were awkward about some question. He goes, and then I saw something on social media. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Damn. There's there's hints out there. I mean, pretty official now. Uh, <laughs> I right. say it in the mic. Anyways, uh, I did ask before the cast. I want that to go on record. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, and so, yeah, she's. We've talked about her a lot. She's an amazing, special person that'll always, you know, we got a lot of love for her. So, no, no, always will. No rough things to say or ill will there, but. uh I've had some good times uh, this past weekend. Neither of you guys were there, but a bunch of our friends, we went and saw Flow Motion uh, at High Dive. Joe was there, Bill. So I saw them before they went down there. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the WAC? Yeah. Sounds, sounds about right. Yeah, so that was fun. But it was an interesting night because a bunch of the Meltdown crew was there, but uh, the Pimpsons opened up. Which is uh, Jake from Ten Miles Wide, who's at the, the meetup. Oh uh, yeah, you know, cool dude. Uh, that's good his ska band. So they opened up, and Jake got a good handful of people from the Seattle scene out there. I saw Kyle Court. Oh uh, nice. JT was there. So um, Jesus, that's like your whole crowd, right? So it was like a like two worlds coming together, and uh, yeah, it was it was super fun. Flow motion was super rad. Um, Josh, see Josh. Yeah, Josh and I yeah. have been becoming better friends lately. Tell him um, I say hello. Will do. Um, yeah, so it was, it was just a really, really awesome night. Um, going out to down to the high dive to see Flow Motion and the Pimpsons. I love both those bands a lot. And I think it was the Andy Pogue band that played in the middle. They were they were super awesome uh, too. But so yeah, it was just like three killer bands. And the next night, same thing. Three killer bands at uh, Black Zia Cantina down in Burien. Um, I mentioned Mr. Master, Celia, uh, another awesome local band and that I discovered by just going to a show, and they were on the bill, and I was like, well, now I'm a Celia fan, better follow them and keep up with their shows. Yep. Um, and then, of course, the Almighty Woodshed returned uh, for their first show in a handful of months. Uh, so I felt like I was long overdue to see Woodshed, and I had a really, really awesome time um, seeing that. And we already talked about Lopez and the the Christmas party. Those yep. were like some of the big highlights since we've been gone. So yeah, that was my weekend. It's pretty and solid. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Action packed. Had a good time. Yeah, it's funny. I went full Seattle on Sunday, right? Because Matt was like, "What are you doing with the game?" I was like, "Ah, it's my last day of vacation. I just kind of want to chill and watch the game." And then I'm like walking around beforehand, and I got home, and I have a couple Dick's burgers and an iced coffee from Starbucks. Like, Phew, I just went full Seattle on this. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I'm excited to watch the game this weekend too. Yeah, man. I think I'm gonna break out the uh uh the chili recipe that my mom used to make. I don't know if it's the best. Is that a crock pot thing? So I always use the crock pot for chili. This time I'm just gonna get up on Sunday morning and make it in a pot and just have it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Power move. 
Like it. Yeah, but also sometimes, like, I'm going to make enough chili that I, tur- you know, that I can eat it during the week. Yeah. Sometimes with the crock pot, like, I hate having to, like, put the whole crock pot back in and, like, reheating it. So, oh, like, okay. You know what? I bet in a pan this would be easier. And I have a giant pan for soup that I, I don't know that I've ever used it. I'm trying to think. Like, it's in my home. I'm like, have I ever used it for anything? <laughs> yeah. Decided to take it on the maiden voyage. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, and honestly, man, I am fired up for that game. I think it ends one of two ways. It's the Seahawks. So it's either a super close game, and they win, or they're just going to get blown out. That yeah. is brutal. How do you think that college game is going to go? Is that this week or next, next week? That's, next, that's this Monday coming up. Honestly, dude, like... You know, you know, I'm a believer in Clemson when they were playing near Ohio State. Uh, but the Ohio State, I, honestly, I think LSU is just that good. Now, with that said, I'm expecting that that college football game uh, Monday night should be an exciting one because both those teams score a lot of points. Not known the best, Clemson, I would say, has a better defense. LSU used to be known for defense; they're just scoring points at will. So I'm I'm looking for a shootout, but I still think LSU is going to win by 14. Both- let me let me ask you this: Do you feel like Ohio State? Would have a better chance of beating LSU than Clemson? No. I think they would. Are, Just a matchup wise. Are Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence both going into the NFL draft next year? Uh, Joe Burrow is. Lawrence isn't only because he's only a sophomore. He's only a sophomore? Yeah. Wow. wow. So he has to and play. he led them to the title last year as a freshman? Yeah, he's never lost a game. What? what? Wow. As long as he's in playing at Clemson, he hasn't lost a game. Wow. I didn't realize he was a sophomore. Yeah. That's, That's mind blowing. Insane. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. Unreal, boys. Was, did, he, did he redshirt, though, at least? Give me something. I don't, dude, true, I'm pretty sure true he was a true – I'm pretty, almost positive he's a true – This kid's like 19, 20? Yeah. Wow. And remember, they had another kid that was starting, and then like, Dabo Sweeney was just like, Lawrence is too good. we got to put him in. Wow. What are we doing with our lives, boys? <laughs> well, hunting. <laughs> yeah. Ted's taking up compound bow Trevor hunting. Lawrence finished a lot of drills. <laughs> yeah, oh, no kidding, right? We're just getting the memo in 2020. Just imagine, just think seriously for a second, Ted. You're back east. You're hanging with your family. And like you guys are having a discussion at the table, and you're like, well, yeah, you know, I've been doing a, really getting into bow hunting lately. Like, just imagine the, the faces on the Smiths as that information went out there. Yeah, I can't even. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Even Chris, who did like, <laughs> like very like you know straightforward law-abiding guy, back. Like, I need a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even smoke. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> oh, all right, I guess it's about that time. Boop, 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 boop. Cob topic. Cob topic. Smoke them if you got them, Chris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about uh, before the cast. Matt and I were talking about. Um, his gratitude journal. Now he's writing in it just a couple things he was grateful for. Um, I try to do the same thing. I'm, I rarely do, but when I get into that, um, when I get into that habit, it's really helpful. It makes you focus, and you know, focus uh, will affect your your emotions and your appreciation of something. So, or what you focus on kind of becomes your reality. So, um, that being said, what is something that you own? that you wouldn't sell for a million dollars. And I'll tell you this right now, mine is my eyesight. So it can be, you can expand Whoa, your categories, not okay. necessarily physical things, but I would definitely not trade my eyesight for a million dollars. It's worth way, dollars. way more than that to me. It's a good answer. Mm-hmm. So it can be you know, relationships or whatever else. I would else. definitely throw eyesight in there. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to make that my answer. <clears throat> so feel free to email us. Literally the word email at thepodcast.com because I was dumb when I set that up. What is something that you own that you wouldn't sell for a million dollars? And it can be multiple things. Can I say like my personality? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I like entertaining people. It's how I make a living. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be really tough. Yeah, I don't see you being an accountant. (laughs) I don't think there's a future for you there. The only place I'm quiet is in the blind. (laughs) I'm going to keep making hunting jokes. Like By like summertime, people are like, did you go hunting yet? Jesus. Well, I'm picturing you having a little like box show up here at the office, that something you order on the internet. It's like three different kinds of deer urine for putting on to cover your scent. <laughs> yeah, I've been really thinking about going with the uh, Montana elk this season. Yeah, that. And... Pheromones, Taryn. Pheromones. <laughs> the other thing I would say, uh, honestly, is is shoulder health. 
Mm. Which is one of those things you <laughs> That's think a of, really good answer too. Yeah, yeah, as you think about like you think about feet and stuff and everything, but like, man, when your shoulders are jacked up, I mean that that affects a lot of things. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was just thinking of the of my spine. I don't know why someone would try and buy my spine for a million dollars. China, bro. China. <laughs> buy my spine for a million dollars. That's just a funny sentence. <laughs> well, I know all about Chinese black markets. Cobb. For spies? As he flexes a, yeah, flexes a fake Rolex. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. It's a timepiece. <laughs> you got it. Um, yeah, the spine came to mind. <laughs> I've had so much f***ing fun with this thing. Um, yeah, so I would... Uh, yeah, the spine is something that I don't fully understand, um, but I understand enough to be like completely bewildered and amazed and appreciative of it. Mm-hmm. And I work with some people with some back problems. Oh yeah, so I see some stuff. Yeah, this is kind of screwed up. I watched this video where they like, uh, it's like an anatomy thing where they're going through the whole human body and they crack this guy's spine open and they actually show you a nerve Whoa. that goes all the way from his brainstem all the way down through the spine, and then they follow this, where the signal would travel all the way down to his big toe. Whoa. Crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, people complain about low back pain or whatever, but yeah, I'm talking about like your spine contains your spinal cord where your brain is just shooting electrical signals to make all this stuff happen physically. Sending and receiving. Like 24-7 up and down that super highway. <laughs> it's nuts. Yeah, it works kind of like fiber optic cable now that I think about it. You, you probably, sounds like you know more about the spine and fiber optic cables than I do. Dude, fiber optic cable is effing crazy. It's glass. It's a it's a thin glass. It's hundreds of thin glass tubes, like super thin, like those little, well, the little fiber optic cables that you see on like those like, uh, like on, Chris- toys. on little Christmas trees or yeah. whatever. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's like a different version of those, and it's like hundreds of them packed into a little pipe, and you just flash light down it, and it sends like you know YouTube videos or whatever. Wow, it's insane. It's yeah, on glass. The East Co- on the East Coast, some people have fiber optic like cable and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They have it in Austin. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it here. Um, we probably have fiber optic cables for TV. I don't know if we have it for internet. Yeah. Which that'll sound dated like 15 years from now. <laughs> or blow people's mind. <laughs> uh, all right, Cobb, you're going on an adventure. Are you going to be back here? Next? Are we going to be able to talk to you next week or are you going to be out of out I feel like, so I'm going to bring a microphone with me, but I will not be able to hop on with you guys probably from... I'm going to Mexico City, and then I'm going out to the Yucatan Peninsula to do some free diving. I'm going to bring a mic with me, but I would say it's pretty unlikely. Um, All right. But then when I get back into the States, I'll just be down in California, and then I can definitely do it. All right. So it's just yeah, going to be on internet quality. Yeah. We'll do one. We'll book some guest hosts. It's been a while. Yeah, cool. Uh, I got to go off grid every once in a while. You know that. Yeah. Just, I'm going to sound <laughs> not that much older than you, but please be careful with the free diving. Safety third, baby. <laughs> it makes me nervous. Shallow water blackout. Let's go. <laughs> That'll sound so bad if I die. That'll yes! sound so confident. And we're all laughing. <laughs> so I'm like, please be careful. Just play that audio clip at the funeral. And, uh, you know, he went out doing what he loved. So. <laughs> not bastard. that far off grid. <laughs> all right. Well, there's episode 284 featuring Cobb. <laughs> Uh, but we'll be back next week. We have a guest host. Maybe Matt and I will just uh, pump one out. I've lived a beautiful life. Thank you all. All right. <laughs> all right. There you go. From CTV for Cobb, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers.